Alchemists, it's me, Ben Putley, CEO of Alchemy Exchange. We are here for episode five of We Are Alchemists, and it's an absolute pleasure to say we're joined by Rob Bradley. Um, Rob, I'll let you do your intro because I would do you a disservice. I always uh, butcher them. So yeah, please tell us who you are, mate. Um, hi, everyone. Um, great to join you today. I'm, I'm Rob Bradley. I'm the Senior Vice President of Ad Sales in APAC and uh, LATAM. Um, for CNN International Commercial, uh, but I also run the, the digital and data development of the international business. Awesome. So you have a, a very broad view of CNN International's strategy, what you're doing with ad units, what you're doing for monetizing inventory you have, just the general strategy for creating. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you could summarize what I do as joint head of international ad sales. Got you. But, um, you know, I started there in running the digital commercial strategy. Um, I run ad ops and business ops, as we call them. So all the programmatic data technology, as well as the audiences and data research team, as well as a bunch of salespeople. So it's, it's broad, um, but my background ultimately is in, is in digital and in sales. Nice. But I very much have always believed in the power of sales and technology coming together and have sort of quite specifically maneuvered my career over the years uh, to take into account both those things. Because we've uh, we've kind of worked as client and partner for a long time in my previous life when we I worked did. at ShareThrough as um, one of their publisher development directors in the UK. We spent a lot of time talking about CNN's branded content strategy and using our software yeah. to develop it. And I was always blown away by your appetite and capacity for in a massive business bringing in innovation. And it's kind of been the story of your career, right? You've been in publishing for a long time. Not to not to age you, <laughs> I apologise, but very long um, time. You've seen you've seen stuff come and go, and like I think we've talked about um, your time at IDG for a while. But it'd be interesting to kind of talk through that and like what you rolled out with those guys, which kind of led you into your position now at CNN. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 been in media nearly twenty years now. Nice. Um, pretty much a all. <laughs> don't know about that, but um, I've always mainly been on sort of the sales side of things. Um, that did include, um, you know, quarter page ads in magazines nice. and um, square meters at exhibitions. Um, and then actually I became, um, I think the first digital only employee at Marketing Week, nice. which wasn't something I did for very long. It didn't work out that well, to be honest, uh, although it was a great, great company, uh, mainly because I had a friend that offered me a job elsewhere, which is at Real Estate TV and, and was owned by Fox, which yep. was pretty exciting and, you know, joining News Corp. And, um, you know, I just at that point, 16 years ago, I just did, I just ate up everything digital I could <laughs> yeah. um, and sort of really started thinking about business development, what a media company needs to do um, to, to, you know, offer their clients um, really smart solutions that work for them, I, I suppose. And digital offered that sort of more insight and data, even at that sort of stage, yeah. even though there wasn't a huge amount of data there, there was more than you got in print and some of some yeah. TV. <laughs> um, and then um, our IDG, which is, um, you know, huge um tech publishers yeah, massive um you know global as well um they were really innovative you know all their clients were oracle and dell and microsoft mm -hmm. and so they're all cutting edge companies so they expect cutting edge solutions and we were one of the first publishers at the time so this is about 2011 2012 okay yeah I was doing network sales across this IDG network and there was this thing called programmatic and there was a great guy there. Um, um, 
Dan, I've forgotten his second name, which is really terrible Shout out, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember it later. Sorry, Dan. Um, and he started looking at it and I was just like, I knew someone had to do programmatic and data management stuff. And I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he trusted me to, to literally talk to all the programmatic platforms. No one knew what they were at that point. Yeah. I onboarded them. I onboarded Crux, the DMP. We, I think we were the first... Mm-hmm media owner outside of America to do that. Yep. Uh, and I built, I started building audience segments and um, trying to sell them to media companies that didn't know what a DMP was, not media companies, media agencies yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and programmatic was just kicking off. So, you know, I basically just, I just started doing it and asking to do it. And mm-hmm. suddenly I could operate a DMP and ad server and all this as a, as a, as an ad salesperson, yeah. I suppose. And the career just kind of lifted off from, from, from there. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, like I say, I've, I've known you for quite a long time. And I think one of the things that I can now see that we've done that's similar to what you did, um, IDG, um, was like, see something new and just think like, yeah, let's go for it. Like it's, it seems like a good solution. Let's like try and prove ourselves wrong by doing it. And if it, if we prove ourselves right, boom, that's a whole new line of revenue that you can add to businesses, which around at that time was really when print was kind of declining. Yeah. And the internet appeared out of nowhere and publishers content could be accessed online. And it was kind of like, okay, what do we do with that now? This is this amazing data and insights we can glean. How do we put that to work? And I think the the DMP or the, or the data management platform was the beginnings of the, the ecosystem that we see today where whilst cookies still exist, you can be quite prescriptive with the targeting that you have. And I think that there is a bit of like a, a zeitgeist around that when people sometimes think their phone's listening to them. But I, as, as an advertising guy, I think that when the advertising's right and it's like a succinct, nicely timed, well-targeted message, you find stuff that you wouldn't have done otherwise that is then great. And you get to build a relationship with a new brand as like, as kind of silly as that sounds, but like, I do that. Like I buy the same white t-shirt because I've got a relationship with the brand, same trousers, you know, like I just, you are predominantly in a white t-shirt always. Yeah. Just one less decision to make. (laughs) (laughs) I just panicking about enough stuff already. So I'm just like white t-shirt, black trousers can't go wrong. Um, and like, it's, I think that's, that's why I'm excited to talk to you about what we're doing at Alchemy Exchange and the application of the blockchain to a digital programmatic ecosystem. And we aren't the first people to do it. The, the IAB wrote a report in 2018 mm. that was saying that there's all these great benefits that can be achieved using the blockchain and transparency of data, yeah. immutability of data, reconciliation of payments. The thing that was letting it down was the speed at which that could happen. So we're very excited that we've managed to solve that equation with the hypergraph. But I think without going too far into the hypergraph side of things, like... I might ask you to get into that later. Okay, sweet. Put me on the spot. I will. <laughs> ben Jorgensen's probably listening. I'll be, I'll be digging me out afterwards. I, I'm um, using this as an education session for me as well, Ben. That's that's what it's there for. We, that's what we're doing. Educating people on blockchain and advertising, you know? And exactly. I think if we if we take pick apart those points, like if you think about your day-to-day, mm. like what would more transparency of data mean mm. for you um, and the strategy that you then employ using that data? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I listened to some of the other podcasts and some of your guests have said, oh, you know, it was this buzzword in 2018 and and around then. Mm. Um, and I recalled, I couldn't find it, sadly. Yeah. I did a presentation at, um, I think it's Guardian Changing Media Summit. Okay, yeah. Great summit. Um, I think it was 2016. 
and I had a slide on blockchain. Oh, nice. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I, I had a different laptop that. from then and it was before everything was in Dropbox and so on. Yeah. And um, it was just a slide. I didn't really understand it, but I'd obviously probably read a few articles and, you know, and I remember talking about um, it saving time. Um, Sorry, that's my fault. I was yeah. looking at the levels. You've put me off. Sorry. Is the levels all right? Should we yeah, start again? No, we're perfect. We're all good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are professional. <laughs> we are professional. Um, saving time is not the right thing I was trying to say. Basically around like transparency. Yeah. Um, immutable, like can't change it. Yeah. You know, this this history of a transaction. Yeah. Um, that can help eliminate fraud. Um, that can, um, you know, cut through perhaps a messy ecosystem yeah. and be more efficient. Um, and I remember saying these things and, you know, when I was probably kicking out a few buzzwords and so mm-hmm. on, but yeah, it's like kind of five, five years ago now. Um, and for me, you know, when I look, you know, obviously I was at IDG, but then moved to CNN about six years ago. And there it was really, it was huge amounts of technology work when I came in. It was to drive the digital commercial strategy, but a lot of it was around, you know, really building a, a new biz ops team, bringing on lots of new technology around how we define audiences, how we target them on, on and off platform. Yeah. And making sure our solutions are really smart, as well as making sure our user experience was as good as possible. And we're giving, going back to you, or saying giving ads as uh, ads or content. You know, obviously, you mentioned branded content, yep, positive yep. content is absolutely key to us. Um, you know, giving stuff to audiences that they want. Yeah. Um, and technology helps enable that ultimately. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you look at sort of my career and how I've always tried to approach strategy as a whole. It, it comes about with embracing the new. Yeah. Um, it comes with um, trying to sort of understand where the kind of, perhaps the, the bleeding, maybe not the bleeding, maybe the cutting edge, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of what's happening in, in technology, both in media and outside mm-hmm. media, actually. Um, so that you can understand it and make these new things work, work for you ultimately. Um, which may mean that, you know, you, you, you can do some stuff, try some stuff that doesn't work. Um, it may mean that, um, you know, you may bet on five different things and one works. Um, but without kind of embracing these technologies, you know, you can't learn about it and you can't make them work for you. So, yeah. you know, if, if you go into the programmatic industry, um, I worked for a very premium publisher. CNN's a very premium publisher. Mm-hmm. Everyone was scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was a salesperson. It's like all the salespeople are going to, all their jobs are going to go right. This, I'm going back sometime mm-hmm. and it's a race to the bottom Yeah, yeah, I remember and all, all of this stuff. And, um, you know, i.e. the user was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Forget about the context. So premium publishers that were selling, you know, yields of $40 to $100, you know, for defined audiences were really mm-hmm. worried. But actually by embracing programmatic, you suddenly realize, well, actually I'm building a new team a pretty highly skilled team. Yeah. They're technologists or they're salespeople interested in that. There's analytics people in there. Okay. I'm getting data from that that can help power the programmatic business, but what can I learn about my direct business from mm-hmm. that? Um, now that this programmatic stuff exists and seems to be growing pretty fast and even agencies like it and advertisers yeah. like it, I kind of need to be there. Absolutely. So yeah. why would I fight it? And then you start realizing and fast forward to how we're set up, you know, at, at CNN is, you know, let the machines do what they do well in terms of trading, make it work for you, learn about it, maximize the yield, add as much direct control of that as possible. 
and then make sure that the sales team and the creative agency we have in-house, the sponsored content teams that we have set up is really smartly driven by data-driven technologies, mm -hmm. but also has this huge amount of creativity, does the stuff that machines can't do. So, you know, by embracing programmatic, you end up, sales teams haven't got smaller, they've got smarter maybe, yeah. they've got more creative. We have content-led sales is, is by far the biggest part of our business, mm -hmm. but it's all about embracing it and making it work for you. So... A long way around of answering yeah. your question, Ben, you probably know what I'm going to say is, got to embrace blockchain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> right first. Um, if you don't, um, you're not going to understand a new era, in, yeah. in my opinion, um, of, of the internet. You know, mm -hmm. it, let's just... Do you mind if I keep keep going? Yeah, keep I'm going, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, got, I've got like a bit of a metaphor, I think, that like... <laughs> It's, I, I've, I've always been annoyed by, I mean, just the word programmatic and the way it was used. It was used as a noun, like, it's, but really it's, it's a verb. It's a way in which something happens. And like, yeah, I put, I think it was akin to when you go out and buy a t-shirt, you don't say, oh, I cashed it or I visaed it or I amexed <laughs> it. Just, I bought it. Like the, yeah. the, the way in which that t-shirt was accessed by you, the buyer is not too dissimilar from a way an advertiser might access a user that they want to show an ad to and it's like not hugely interesting to define it as a bucket but to be very aware that this is how people want to do it now this has better services in the way that visa came in and made it much much easier to pay for things and then you had like fintech solutions off the back of that built off the success of visa and mastercard and that kind of thing it was just the innovation then moved to the edge rather mm. than being around in the infrastructure. And I think the ad tech market right now is stuck at this innovation in the middle where it's like a new ad format or a new way of using Watson to pre-target people that don't know they want night trainers, but they will in 30 minutes. Like <laughs> it's just about being, saying what you said, aware of what's changing, being able to weigh up the benefits and like, mm. Otherwise you look at what happened in when Facebook came around, like they just like figured it out, stole a march from the technology, were able to move quickly because they were small and made a huge, amazing ad business. And now arguably you're seeing them kind of go, oh crap, we haven't got IDFAs in Apple anymore. And I've seen a press release that said that they want looking at a product that is about targeting people less. And for me, that's the beauty of Facebook is the scale and the granularity of which you can target a user to elicit that buy that sign up to an email mm. whatever it may be so it's people have to adapt to changing behaviors and new technology and yeah it's kind of made a career of that right so it makes sense for the blockchain would be the next thing on cnn's radar yeah it, it's or it's your radar <laughs> well i think it's you know th there's always 10 things on the radar right if not if not 20 but um y you know in terms of like thinking fundamentally and and you know before before we started i told you i'm not a blockchain expert right yeah. but i am a, a media expert mm -hmm. and i'm an enthusiast of blockchain nice. and you know I, I i can geek out on it a little bit right yeah. but i'm not i'm not an, an ultimate expert but if you take some fundamentals and you think about cnn's position in the industry and then you think about the internet as a whole cnn trades on trust yep right like trust facts science people come to us because well-researched, incredibly thought out, mm -hmm. truly global, truly influential content um, that genuinely helps inform, um, helps people make decisions, 
helps educate, um, has even changed policy, yeah. um, you know, for the better. So all of us at CNN feel we have a purpose. If then you, you sort of go into the broader internet and you think about trust and transparency uh, there, and you think about trust and transparency with some ad transactions and frauds and, and so on, you, you sort of think, well, haven't we been dealing with these problems lo- long, long enough in the internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 you know, going back to those early days in, in programmatic, it was... Um, you know, they were sort of meant to solve some of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, about, about, you know, being, making sure we're hitting the right people, making sure we know exactly the environment, but as whatever, there's, there's sort of, you know, people out there that, that, that take advantage of it. Um, so if you start there and you kind of think, okay, much of the internet isn't trusted. Yeah. Right. And you, and that's a, that's a problem that most people wouldn't argue with, I don't yeah. think. Um, and there's all sorts of, issues off the back of that that touch all parts of society and, and, and yeah. so on, which I don't think we, we, we'll, we we'll need another hour finish. to get into. Yeah, exactly. um, but if you start with that and then you think about, okay, if there's a way that we can start sharing valuable data mm-hmm. in a kind of secure, transparent way, mm-hmm. there's huge value on that in, in, in the internet as Absolutely, a whole. Yeah. And then you start thinking about, you know, all the fundamental things that cause people issues like hacks and threats on security. And mm-hmm. you kind of think like, isn't the internet kind of due an upgrade? Yeah, yeah, um, for real, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of think, you know, if you think of it at this kind of macro level and, and um, I often try and start with these big problems, you know, when I'm thinking about strategy at CNN or, or my own sort of, you know, development when it comes to my skill yeah. sets and, and knowledge. You, if you start there, you can see, okay, well, blockchains may be part of that solution. And, I don't think that's massively new news for people because no. people understand it's fundamental. Thing is that this is this is fact; you can't change it, and it lives on the internet. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like you know, if if there's a way that a transaction happens or someone's data is secured, all of that stuff is in, in, incredibly valuable. So, from a business perspective, going in full circle, I need to take time as a digital yeah. executive to understand that. I want to make sure that we understand how it could work for us, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that's why you know. I have been very interested in what you guys are doing at Alchemy. I think, yeah. like, you know, it's been um, impressive to see, <laughs> you know, the way, you've, you, the way you've sort of um, rapidly gone into this space over the last few months or, 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 or years. Yeah. I know you've looked at it longer than that personally, but, um, you know, these problems need solving and companies and, and smart people need to start looking at them and thinking how blockchain can start working. Absolutely. Um, yep. For us in the industry. Because there's, there's the, like... For all of the silos and the the companies and the competitive companies, like the 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 digital ad world is a very very collaborative space. Like people, for me anyway, I've I met more people working in advertising than I ever had done in my life. You have to go and speak to other businesses, figure out what their problems are, how that then sits with your solution, perhaps, and that kind of yielded OpenRTB, which is an amazing bit of open source infrastructure that allows ads to be traded. And then more recently, solutions like Prebid that provided an effective solution to basically have publishers take back a bit of their monetization property over the ad server at the end of the day, which was dictating the waterfall and the ability to put a a bid into a, a pay, a head tag on a page to then supersede what might be in your ad server was really effective. It's widely used. It was led with a client-side bidder. And now there's server-side bidders, which allow even more competition for the inventory. And I think like 
that's maintained by us, the industry, right? Because it's a real nice way to trade and for money to monetize as a publisher. So like the way that we want to approach the market is, and I mean, we, we released a video last week with Chandru and he's the, the pre-bid server endpoints that he's developed that can- Sorry, back. who's Chandru? Chandru's our CTO. Got you. He's a yeah, absolute genius. He's an ex-guy. So he's got a good um, broadcasting experience and he's come into pre-bid with fresh eyes. So like- yeah can see the framework, but is coming at it with a different way to solve it, which is, I mean, amazing to see over the last three months, how he and his team have taken to this. It's incredible. Um, but that means that we can use a widely used, widely maintained, adopted data schema that allows us to show publishers the benefits of using the blockchain for the first time on a network that's capable of, in the future, handling the instantaneous one second transactions required for a real time bidding strategy that publishers like CNN use. So yeah, that's, that's, do you know what? I just remembered going back to that presentation mm-hmm. that I did in 2016. Good memory. Yeah. The thing that I said was that it's not fast enough yet. Yeah. I probably didn't know if I'm honest, I knew roughly what that meant in the, you know, to trade programmatically ads, you need to understand billions of data points and transact exactly. at a speed, which, um, at that point, I believe it was like way behind what they do in the city, but still fast. Yeah. Um, um, the city is what we call the, for those international listeners, the financial district yeah, in yeah, London. Yeah. Um, and the blockchain wasn't fast enough, as far as I recall. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted to learn during yeah, this. So, that, so that's exactly you, you, right. You mentioned a hypergraph. That sounds like a fast, fast graph. It is speedy, is that, yeah. <laughs> so could you... Could you enlighten me a little bit on what the change is there or like how yeah, definitely. how you sort of, how you're trying to solve that? So, I mean, for me, Bitcoin's great. It's like a super illiquid asset until you need it to be liquid, then you can transfer it anywhere in the world. And that to me is more like gold than a currency per se, right? It's something that you can store safely and use it when you need to. And it as to the tune of whatever the price is today, perceived as a store of value, say what you will. The way that which um, Bitcoin transactions work is through a proof of work. So recompleting the same sum that was done by a validator on the Bitcoin network. And that's uh, difficult sums at this point. Um, so it takes a long time for them to actually say, okay, yeah, that is true. We'll commit that to the blockchain. And in a world where you have to make a decision in a thousand milliseconds or a second, that's not going to cut it, right? And then you look at Ethereum, which through different layer one and layer two solutions does have a really good scaling um, element to it, but it's still quite expensive. And I think one thing that people need to consider is that in the advertising world, stuff is largely sold in blocks of a thousand or a CPM or cost per meal. And each transaction comes with a fee on Ethereum right now, which is super expensive at the moment. And if you were to try and sell an ad unit on an Ethereum blockchain, as quickly as it was possible, but you're paying a dollar for every transaction and you've only sold a thousand of those impressions for $10, let's say. It's a really, really good way to go out of business in an afternoon, I think. You just spend more on fees than you were yielding in terms of revenue. Yeah. And where Constellation, through their hypergraph, have come in and changed the way in which consensus can happen on a blockchain, which is required for everyone to be in agreement, so a new bit of data is added is that each validator on the Constellation hypergraph effectively transacts on their own data and then reports their state of the network every 20 seconds to the wider network. 
And if that is fallen out of consensus with the wider network, those transactions can't exist. And after a while, each validator gets a score. So if like one in 10 times your data is bad, that will slowly diminish your score and you will get less rewards for validating transactions. Mm. And then the inverse is true. So if you do behave yourself, you maintain your score, you build your score, you yield more rewards for being a good player, you know, being part of the team. And I think we have taken that and that that's that consensus mechanism is called proof of reputable observation. And without wanting to dumb it down, it's kind of like an Uber rating score. I like that. Um, um, and, um, and what we want to... No, will but an Uber rating score has someone's opinion in it. So That is true, yeah. And this is... I guess there's an opinion in that there would be widely agreed SLAs for the um, exchange. So which like, could be linked to advertising standards in general that exist and people sign up to. The IAB gold standard is a good example of that. Or if you, everyone was using OpenRTB and you tried to do this weird other data schema, it mm. just would not compute to prevent potential fraud from happening from a spoofed whatever, you know, or like it allows you as an individual on the exchange to set what you think is okay for the course. So not only are you agreeing on a global SLA, a publisher could have specific rules around the type of advertisers, like no gambling or alcohol brands on certain parts, and they could never then access your inventory through the hypergraph because they didn't meet the, com- the conditions to fall into consensus. Got so okay. it allows you then for the first time, really, to take a very, very proactive, preemptive approach to managing brand safety or brand suitability to understanding which kind of pieces of content are valued in a certain way or not. Just this ability to create complex, if this, then that consensuses, mm. consensuses rather just like make my brain explodes when I think about stuff like that. Cause it's <laughs> just, you can do anything at that point. Like imagine, I think like when share through, we're going through the process of working with CNN, there was a long time where we had to work with your lawyers because CNN are a premium business that have a reputation built on trust, science and facts, right? So they expect the same from their partners. And if you were able to guarantee that just because of the network conditions that you operated, your legal time might have, team might have more time to spend on anything else, Mm. you know, like, and then you don't have people trying to chase in their tails to find a rogue ad unit that, that can be used to create a better strategy. And it's just like by... I guess like ensuring the stuff that should be happening is always happening. You yeah. just then get a lot more time to just, yes. I mean, how do, how do more you, branded content or whatever it might be, you know, like you can put more resource in elsewhere. How, how do you think about, um, so I'm interviewing you now, Ben, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we like, if you, if it well, actually, instead of interviewing you, I'll tell you some, some of my thoughts around some of what you said and, and get you to feedback on it. Because I think like, if I look at the research I've done, if I look at how I've been involved in some of my own personal stuff I've done with crypto, mm-hmm. you know, investing or whatever it is, you know, there's still, I'm going to look at some of the brands involved and when I just read about it, weirdly blockchain is there to solve trust, but there's like, there's not trust in it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's so, you know, as a publisher, the way in, you know, the way we onboard and think about new technologies is, is obviously it has to meet a certain set of standards Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a new world that people are going to have to understand. So you're right. You know, there's, 
But how, how, how do you think about that sort of journey? Because I, you know, if I wanted to go and explain, oh, I'm onboarding this new blockchain thing, I need like, I need what you do in three bullets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I need, and, and then I need something that meets some standards that people are probably quite used to, to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I think about what, what could hold or slow things down, cause I think, I think this is coming into the industry, whatever, and it's coming into our lives. It's already in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like, how, do, how do you speed things up? You know, how do you remove friction? That's the kind of thing that like, if I want to leapfrog, if I've, yeah. if there's a way, put it this way, if there's a way that's presented to me where I can trade the, the sort of, I call it sort of um, defined scale is how yeah, I think yeah, about yeah. our okay. programmatic yeah. business, yeah. which is like, you know, we have a load of ad units. Um, we want to trade them smartly. We want to maximize the yield. But as you've spoken about on this podcast before, and as we all know, there's this tech tax, right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. bits that I don't quite understand in the supply chain and between all the different technologies that we use. It's complex. There's all these different technologies we have in. Yeah, you're right. There's a legal job. There's consolidation of revenue job. There's a management back to these partners that we all have. If I can do that more efficiently, that's super appealing to me. So like, it's really hard for me to, if someone comes, it's really hard to me to argue against that. Right. But then there's probably still from a media owner perspective and an industry perspective, a leap of faith, right. That needs to be made. And something that, you know, is there to solve some of the trust issues and problems, yeah. but actually people don't necessarily trust it in itself quite yet. I think it, that's a very good point. And I think it's a lot of it is the name like crypto, right? It's a bit of a misnomer because really it's talking about the cryptographic security of the data that is onboarded onto a blockchain. But if the, you think about you and I think about that, when something's a bit cryptic, you're like, Oh, that's, something that's not quite clear there. It's something I don't quite understand. And there's like a little bit of dissonance, I think, between what it's really doing and kind of how it's then perceived. And the way that we want to frame it really is that like at the moment, a publisher, CNN, let's say, has data that you're able to monetize because it is around individuals. It's Mm. around parts of the sites. But to do that, you need bandwidth, right? Which you have to buy a lot of the time. What we're saying is, so you, you, you could say that like you're, you're monetizing data with bandwidth. What we're saying to you is you can monetize your bandwidth with the data that you have. So just like flipping the script a little bit. And to unpack that a bit, it's like, okay, if you are now a validator on the Alchemy Exchange as a publisher with your set of rules that are agreeing with or disagreeing with other rules that exist and you are being rewarded as such or being penalized for not following the rules, it allows you to earn or lose ads tokens or bandwidth on the network, which means you can trade more effectively. It might be that CNN has subsidiaries like smaller business units in the Middle East, massive business unit, obviously in the USA. And it might be that through the way in which CNN trades their bandwidth in the US, the rewards accrued allow you to trade for free, essentially, from the money, that, from the bandwidth that you've accrued from trading effectively in other regions. So then you're allowing yourself efficiencies in just in purely in a cost basis mm. are, are, are quite crazy. Like you, you own your Telegraph, but like... I think about like Flash Boys, the Michael Lewis book, when the high frequency trading first started existing and people were literally 
boring through mountains to yeah. get a straight copper wire to their trade. <laughs> to speed it up slightly, slightly, slightly. And yeah. This is kind of what we're saying here is like, okay, like you can now bore your own mm. digital hole, hypergraph, to have a straighter path that you is tr it's trustless, I think, is right. So like you don't need to trust it because the consensus mechanism does the trusting that it trusts it through the data that's being onboarded, mm. falling into consensus with the agreed upon standards. Mm. And it might be that there's um, boundaries for which something might be flagged. So you flag that impression, you'd look at it, what's gone on here? Is it someone spoofing a URL? Is the ads.txt filing, whatever it might be. It allows you to figure that out, change your boundaries accordingly and just have an effective, safe way. Yeah. To stay on top of what you're doing and provide more efficiency. I appreciate that wasn't three bullet points, but like <laughs> it was the monetize, yeah, data with bandwidth to monetizing well, bandwidth you know, with data. I was being, you know, challenging saying I need it in three bullets. Like, I think from a leadership perspective, you know, you often you have so much coming at you that you make quick decisions and you need the headlines to get yeah. you interested and yeah. get you working, right? And then if those headlines make sense from business perspective, it's linked to some sort of commercial reward, um, efficiency reward, um, I would say teams and skill set development rewards. Absolutely, yeah. I think is really important. Certainly something we think about a lot. Um, um, then you're like, okay, I can get behind this, mm -hmm. you know. So so that's why I think about, you know, when we have these discussions, it's like Okay, well, I want I want to I want the distillation because I know I, I want like I want to buy into it fully. I want people, everyone else around me, to buy in fully. So we so we go with it. But in terms, I did you know in terms of how you explained it as a whole, like yes, you know, it goes back to what I was talking about the, some of these the problems that exist in the internet mm -hmm. and, yeah. and a world where you know CNN's super trusted, but because we're on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, and reliant and beholden on how some quite antiquated way it works. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's there's we'd prefer to be in an environment that's as trusted as we are. Yeah. You know, and and as transparent as we are, mm -hmm. um, and and so on. So you know, all of what you said makes sense in terms of trying to solve those issues using the blockchain, and mm -hmm. and you know, obviously where you guys are, are, are focused uh, at Alchemy. I also think some of that stuff, you know, um, diverting a little bit, but some of that stuff is like is is human issues as well. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's I like totally agree. Fraud yeah. is like. Criminal, you know, so yeah. there's, 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 um, there's tech solutions, but there's also, you know, people and human solutions, mm -hmm. you know, and, and obviously there's the whole criminal side, right? And we'll leave that to the, to the, to police. the, uh, the, the police <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and the authorities yeah. and the regulators and so on. And, but there is also the decisions that, um, buyers are making. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're choosing um, to spend to spend money, yeah, yeah. you know, like really, do we live in a world right now with all of the all of the issues around brand safety, brand suitability, where any brand worth their salt wants to risk their ads appearing yeah. against some content that is at odds with what they stand for? That um, could be way worse than that without mm -hmm. going into details yet there's billions of dollars being traded in that way still i, I, I find yeah. it like i find it really hard to fathom and and like you know this also goes into to to where i think our strategy at, at cnn and where i focus is like 
it's like embrace the technology and, and programmatic, but don't let that be my core focus. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah, seen, okay, I've yeah. seen some, like the reason why I would embrace that, you know, all the things we've been talking to is because it solves that part of my business and the issues that mm-hmm. exist there. But like, you know, I've seen some media owners that are like, all they care about is getting that margin back that yeah. like one of the, one of the big players is taking and that's their strategy because mm. 70% of their business is traded through a, a programmatic buyer, an automated buyer that includes native, that includes all these things. And it's yeah. like, you know, we, we have one of the biggest websites in the world. We have one of the largest volumes of mm-hmm. video display, what, what impressions in, in the world. And that's before you start going into social to, yeah. to extend. So, you know, when I think about, okay, what it is that, that we should be focused on is what's where does CNN really play? And it's like, okay, we, we tell these beautiful stories about, um, normally some sort of human viewpoint. Yeah. Um, normally uh, a story that has some sort of emotion connected to it. That's that, that means something, um, not always could just be something cool that maybe mm-hmm. someone may be interested in. And, you know, all brands now really want to stand for something, right? Yeah. We, we don't get a brief really without some sort of impact, sustainability, climate, some sort of angle, right? Which is amazing. And brands need to be there. These companies need to be part of it, right? Yeah. And and so it's amazing that they're embracing that. There's a whole conversation we could have on authenticity in that space, right? Yeah. As if, you know, the classic is if it's Pride Month, don't stand for Pride for that one month, stand for it the whole year, yeah. you know? And, and there's a big debate about all the brands changing their logo. Um, we'd need another hour for that one as well. But yeah. like, you know, there's our job and people come to us because we can, we have that authentic voice. We have the research to enable what people really want and are interested, what they really should be focusing on. And and we work a lot with audiences and data teams to understand that. So you've got this world there where these brands, this is, this is like where they want to be. It matters to the world Mm -hmm. and they care and they're investing in it because they care. They're also investing it because the consumer's demanding it as well. Right. But then you've got this whole other part of the industry (laughs) that is still, still, you know, supporting fraudulent behavior, still supporting um, dodgy content, still um, full of um, a lack of transparency, you know, a a perceived cheapness, which is giving an ultimate reward. Um, and, And maybe, you know, not necessarily supporting quality content that, that, that really the internet, I think people would like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I work at a premium publisher. It's easy for me to say this, but I think I'd like to think there's a move towards quality on the internet as a whole. I think, and, and if we can tidy up that space, which is traded at scale Mm -hmm. and we can tidy it up with, you know, a transaction, an understanding of a transaction through blockchain, which is unchangeable, that is fact, that meets a set of standards that the industry has agreed to. Yeah. Can only be good. I, th- I, I, I totally agree, you know, and like one of the things that I find crazy is that there's very, very good personal content on Facebook, but then when you look at a premium publisher like CNN, there's an editorial halo for a brand about being mm. around good, well-written, considered content in a premium environment is hugely valuable. And it, it ties into kind of what you were saying in that there needs to be a move to authenticity. And like that is valuable for brands at a moment when it's really it's really easy to be inauthentic. And sometimes mm. the environment in you're in can lend yourself to be being perceived as more authentic, not to say that 
yeah, social platform has done badly, but like can be with next to a cat photo and a picture of a night out is perhaps not the best place for a brand to be in that absolute context that it finds it in right then versus a premium publisher. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I go back to how I was talking about embracing technology and, and making it work for you. So if you think about that in the platform's perspective, right, I think about how do I embrace the social platforms and make it work for us? Um, there's an amazing audience there yeah. that um, that um, is engaged, um, that is interested in mm -hmm. CNN. Yeah. All right? And there's a user behavior or people behavior mm -hmm. that you can't deny, right? In terms of the, the, where, 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 where people are spending their time. But if you go back to what CNN is and if someone's engaging with CNN anywhere, like they're not saying, if they've read an article in the morning, they're not saying, I just read, I just got some news from Facebook. That's da, 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 da. True. They're saying, I just, they're seeing CNN content. If it's, if it's that bit that they've engaged with, they're still seeing the CNN brand. They're mm -hmm. engaging on it because they follow us or because it's something of interest to them that um, we understand they're interested in as part of like, you know, a social distribution branded content campaign. Mm -hmm. And, and then we're learning from it. Yeah. yeah like yeah. we're learning what's happening out there to help power our own environments. Nice. But like, you know, we will always focus on the, 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 the core and, you know, uh, you know, I mentioned publishers, um, some publishers rushing all the way to programmatic and like, you know, I know people that were, all they were doing were arbitraging. Yeah. They were literally buying off, content distribution things at X CPM. And then they were selling programmatically at 10% more mm -hmm. ads around that, that sort of content. And they built building whole business on that. So it's like, okay, right. I've got a business that's got a 10% margin, which could be deemed successful. Maybe some, someone that doesn't really understand much about media might buy them yeah. by accident and then realize that it's just an arbitrage business and da, 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 da. There's that side of it that, that people are rushing. And then there's also just huge publishers that just dived all the way in and, and just, you know, and now their pages are just covered in everything. Um, and it applies um, to those businesses that rely too much on social as well is, is make it work for you, understand yeah. it, but do not build your business on someone else's business. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. That's it. I think you're, that's <laughs> like, the tweet, right? That's, dude, the, that's tweet. the tweet. That's the yeah. tweet. Build your business on what's relevant for you. Build your strategy on how you differ from those, 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 those other companies you're surrounded by, even if they're sort of direct competitors in the new space and we will have what, what's different about CNN. Make all the things around you that consumers are embracing. And actually, you know, we've had this long chat. We haven't spoken enough, to be honest, about the consumer and yep, the people at the end. Is like, you know, ultimately we want to understand people better through data. We want to offer them a better internet environment with less fraud. We want to understand in a way that respects their data and privacy massively, Yeah. but also gives them something that they're interested in that helps reward their day. You know, there's, there's, if I, when I think of content that's pushed, right, there's push and pull. A lot of people come to CNN. So we're pulling, yeah. we're pulling because people trust us. We're one of the last, big homepages mm -hmm. and destination yep. websites. People still type CNL in the, in the URL, right? Edition.cnn.com. Exactly. So, you know, like, and 200 plus million people do that. That's, in, yeah, you know, crazy. it's crazy. All to, all to, to, to an individual website. Um, and, and 
that sort of if 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 you if you think about like if we if we embraced you know too much of social where we could I could get more scale than that if we embraced um um hyper targeting mixed with crazy high yielding perhaps mm. ads that annoyed them annoyed our users it's like well okay we've lost our audience to the platforms we've annoyed the ones on our own platform um you know you you suddenly end up in quite quite a sticky place where for us you know it's about understanding what audiences want in the right way understanding what clients want to achieve marrying all that together using data in a smart respectful way and you know giving giving ultimately uh, an audience something they 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 want absolutely i think like i hear a lot of of people say that the the intended value and we've said it the intended value exchange of the internet is users see free content for that free content to exist you have to pay journalists researchers editors producers it's not easy to create content right like as i've bumbled through this podcasting session like there's all sorts of bits you need right now your equipment seems quite pro yeah all the gear no idea generally you've got to look good to play good they say (laughs) (laughs) but um i can't remember i was going with that too much got distracted by the bright lights on my soundboard um <laughs> i think you were talking about the intended oh, value right. of the of the internet Con- so then, content um for free exactly um, and that's I, I, trusted and well researched in exchange for showing you some ads that maybe you, you may be interested in in an ideal world which but which is a great way to run a like a limitless pot of information you know like the ad funded internet is it's great you know, it's just been like juiced a bit too much, I think. And it's the user that's paid the price, right? They've, I think there's a crazy stat. Like if, if you, if you, if, if you were to pay, if you had to pay for Facebook, so you know, it had to be like 500 bucks a month, which is kind of crazy. And like, that's a good stat. You should check that. Research. Yeah, well, I will. Yeah. Double check that. But I'm so, I saw it on um, the social dilemma, I think. Um, right. And like yeah. people are starting to wake up to this idea that if you're not paying for a product, then you probably are the product, you know, like, and the solution yeah, but now, people, you know, it's like, well, if people understand that value exchange, that's not a problem. Yeah, I agree. But I think there's people that are businesses that have, have taken it too far and like overstepped the mark. Right. Yes. And yes. I think, yes, yes. Well, that's why every government in the world and all this regulation is coming in yeah. because people do now understand some of this exchange uh, yeah. and they're not happy with what's going on. And I think like with cookies disappearing, which has kind of like underpinned the the digital ad market to date. Third, the, third party. Uh, third party cookies, sorry. Yeah, third party is disappearing. Um, that is quite significant for a lot of people in the industry. And the solution now is if you don't have a pool of first party, first party cookies, which not everyone does, mm. there's a universal ID solution, which is focused around email addresses. And mm. if I put my user hat back on and take my ad hat off, it's like the, the, the pitch is do you want to still see free content? Yes. Give me your email address. Mm. And it's like, well, question. The content will still be free regardless. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to give you my email address then. Mm. That That's not shifting the value exchange. And I think that with what is, if we kind of look to the future and almost like a postcard from the future at this point, at least in my view is like, there's a way that through web three wallets like MetaMask or Trust Wallet or any of the wallets that you might use today to, buy and sell your favorite crypto there's no reason why that doesn't become an individual data pod for you and you decide that you will let some information of yours be 
seen by a publisher. And mm. then because you are now part of this payment rail, you might be that the CNN ad impression is sold for X CPM. And then you just say, right, 1% of that goes to the user for reading the content. And then they could use that for a discount as a purchase. You know, anything can then happen off the fact of that. But mm. that to me is there's a huge amount of value transferred to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars. And you and I who create the kind of the, the thing to be bought and sold, aside from free content, don't see a huge amount now. And I think there's a shift because it's been taken too far that people are, if you give them a chance to actually enter this value exchange through content and perhaps a reward of some description, I think people will be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, I met, this makes sense to me. I, I, I like to come into this website because they, they have good articles that mm. agree with what I'm saying. And, oh, I get 10% off when I do whatever, you know, like there's the, it, it makes more sense to me now. Like even with coupons, right? There's more Chrome extensions than you care to count that give you a coupon, right? And like, there's no, re like that's, that's exists now. Like, you know, yeah. if you tie it into this system somehow and kind of connect all the dots, you can bring people back into this value exchange who have been like pushed off into platforms, had everything aggregated for them and quite liked it. That's, it's a great user experience when you get into these platforms half the time, but publishers are creating the content. They are the fixed capital that have kind of lost their circulating supply of users to these other platforms that exist. And it's like, well, you guys create the content. Some have. Yeah, some. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, no, but of course, look, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that, you know, if you go back to um, some fundamentals, yep. some of the internet's not trusted. Yeah. How can we fix that? And, and then you start applying that sort of down to, to, to the media industry. Yes. And then you fast forward and you're thinking, CNN's blessed with this incredible brand, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got this, we've got like this default respect and, 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 and trust, but there are obviously some media companies that were born a year ago that are still building yeah. that, but they're fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. they may be really niche. They may be like, you know, trying to take on big news publishers. They may be, um, you know, um, purely utilizing um, um, or purely like targeted to one geography. And yeah, they've got to fight all these challenges, yeah. right? And and of course there are challenges that nip at, nip at us as well. If you think of that and you think, well, I, hang on, these these businesses deserve the right to to sort of transact with a consumer um, and an audience in a way that um, that is um, trusted from the point of when that you know that person the device they're on the point they type in the URL all the content they see including the advertising and then you go further and then you go into the people that enable the transaction the buyer which could be an agency and then the brand which is ultimately you know perhaps starting the budget cycle in that in that kind of instance like all of that all of that sort of chain if if there's a way that we can fast forward in three years and all of that um you know is is transacted in a way that is completely transparent that is Immutable. I always want to say immovable. Is immutable the right word, right? Immutable, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's kind of like quite utopian in some of that, that yeah. trading way. Okay. I'm not sure if I was succinct enough there, but um, no, I, I, <laughs> hopefully I, that came across to the listeners. I think so. so you know, I don't think, I don't, I suppose the reason why I'm just 
Sorry, Ben. No, 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 no. The reason why I I don't think it's just about like I don't feel I always have to reward someone to coming to see to to CNN actually yeah, okay. with something other than great content. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So obviously that's something to think about within the blockchain universe. It's like that could be part of it, but like you're coming to CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this person might have just risked their life to tell you a story on the front line, which is exactly what's just happened in Afghanistan over yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because exactly if you that. you want to know about this, because you want to understand how it might affect the world. And you are part of the world, mm-hmm. and you 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 you're, you're learning from it. You're educating yourself. You know you want to. That could be because you want to have a smart conversation at a dinner table later. That could be because you're very interested in international affairs. It could be because you're a student learning about international affairs. It could be because you're a lawyer of human rights. You know all of these things, right? It could be because you're a policymaker in a certain con- country. That value is like incredible. So actually, I care about funding that first and foremost. Yep. So I care about like efficient ways of funding that, um, you know, for obviously focusing on a great sales strategy, but all the stuff that we trade programmatic, mm-hmm. there's a way of, you know, doing that, taking, doing it more efficiently, seeing more of the ultimately CPM that was spent, um, doing it in a way that's trusted, the internet becoming more premium as a whole. So it supports premium publishers like us. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. It's, it's the rising tide, right? Because like, you are the like, the North Star, I would say, for a lot of websites, right? In terms of like the commercial strategy you've got, the brand value, the user base, like kind of powerhouse, right? And I think that if I was starting a media business, you would be on my wall. I'd be like, I'm going to be like CNN, you know? Like that's, everyone knows those three mm. letters, right? Thanks, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a 40-year-old 40, 40 uh, yeah, exactly. mission <laughs> now. And uh, like, I think that, you have to hold yourself to a good standard and people sometimes don't do that because it's tough running a business, right? Like you need to make some money. So like, I think Mm. if we're able to help people get more out, make the system more efficient is what we'd like. There's a lot, just pits get lost, like a kind of a clogged pipe, you know, like bits of the value get stuck. And trustworthy. Yeah. Wash it out and you can go in and check to see what's going on all the time. See if there's any blockages, there's anyone that shouldn't be, you know, like it's, it's a funny analogy, but just like they are pipes at the end of the day. And if they're clean, trustworthy, verified, and everyone agrees this is the way these pipes should work, that rising tide will raise all ships because the Alchemy Exchange is going to capture advertiser dollars, right? And the, the ads token will be an index of the amount that's spent over it over whatever finite window that is. And if you as fledgling publisher A join the Alchemy Exchange where CNN are a powerhouse as part of this exchange you will be capturing more dollars. So their token that they hold provides them stake on the bandit for the wet work has more value to them, which then gives them more options to lease it out to other mm. individuals or like it just becomes this amazing kind of generative economic model where as long as you respect others in it and you behave by the rules and give a good earnest product and account of yourself as a business, it helps mm. everyone in it. And then you can get users in for the first time that might spend more time reading content. Like it might be that people get as less sensational headlines on news titles because you don't have to try and get the eyeballs to get the click, to get the revenue, you know? And I'm not suggesting that's what CNN do, but there's like tabloids is what I'm talking about here. It's like, shit, so like something like catchy and get you. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. And I, th- I think it's kind of industry standards is the word yeah. I'd use. Yeah, I agree. And And then you marry that with consumer demands yeah, and accountability and, accountability and all, all of this stuff. It's, it's, it's like, it's, <laughs> we've, we've carved a big chunk of work out for ourselves. I have to say, well, look, I'm, I'll be watching closely and I'm super interested and you know, you've got a mission and a purpose and 
care about publishing and I do, you know yeah. I wish you nothing but 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 luck with it it made me you know I've always been a publisher sales guy you know and it's like I saw businesses struggle like when I was at News UK like there's there was businesses that like print going disappearing was a big problem and it like meant that the hard decisions had to be made and mm. it's like this these are like the, the times you know like it's a po- proper part of our history as a nation you know like it great publication they, they sometimes struggle because they can't react to how quickly stuff's going on and i think that if we can kind of help add some value back into these great publications then i'll be a happy man you know like it's yeah good improve the industry and we i'm gonna i'm gonna spring this on you because i didn't tell you beforehand <laughs> but like we like to finish up with what's your favorite ever ad <laughs> I thought you were more innovative than asking that question is my uh, answer, I, actually. Well, yeah. I was Sorry, gonna give, I was have, gonna I just, have I just... No, I was going to give a shout out to the Rolex Minute because we worked on that share through and that was a great, <laughs> great bit the of The Rolex content. Minute is always great. Sorry, that is a great question, but very specifically, it's the Guinness ad. Okay, yeah, nice. With the, with the left field yeah, drums yeah. and the waves. And you know what? The, the emotion I already feel thirsty. and the feeling that they they literally you're watching that and it's just like and it's like you want a Guinness and it means so much and it's it's purpose it's strength it's everything that yeah. you know that, that you want right now and it's vital and it ma- um, makes you feel good and it makes you feel good I, I always go to that actually and um, you know uh, it's a very if you think about what Guinness do fantastic fantastic yeah. brand they are always brand. nail their branding and now i really want one so you, you, they should get you on retainer you know like but no seriously rob this has been amazing i know you're a very very busy man so carving out some <laughs> I know time you are too, mate. fantastic and we're sat in a, a funny little meeting room in one of our kind of social spaces that we have and it's been great i've, I've loved every minute and i hope hope you guys have too so yeah rob thanks man this pleasure. has been absolutely brilliant pleasure thanks for inviting me and um yeah Right. Good luck. Until next time, alchemists.